We'll get to episode 210 in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast. And it's very easy. Just go to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon whenever you want to shop at Amazon.com this holiday season. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. I do earn a small commission, and it doesn't cost you anything more. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 210 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and I've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. And we'll lead off with fantasy football. That loss a couple of weeks ago kind of did me in in the all-blind league. I'm in the playoffs, but I don't have a first-round bye. And even though I won this week and finished third overall, I have to play Frank. I did lose to Frank in the Frenemies League, but it didn't matter. I had clinched the division, and I was already in the playoffs. I had already clinched a first-round bye. In the Frenemies League, I'm off. I didn't make any moves there that I at least I can remember. And it's going to be tight between Frank and I in the All-Blind League. I'm hoping to move on and play next week. I don't know who I would play if I do win, but I just hope to win. Good luck to Frank. We'll see how it goes. In hockey, it was a close one. I lost, but I remain in the top four. I don't remember if I'm three or four. I think I'm four this week. I keep fluctuating back and forth. I have been having fun with that for some reason. And as I said to Liz earlier today, I pick up guys only by looking at their numbers and their most recent ratings and things like that. Sometimes I don't even know I have a guy on my team. I will sometimes look at a guy's team because I don't want to have, for example, if I already have a couple of guys from the Penguins, I don't want to add maybe a third guy, a third offensive guy from the Penguins because sometimes it creates a little trouble if they're in a drought and not scoring or just playing bad overall. So fourth in hockey, it's going okay for me this week. I'm playing Nick, who I've talked about many times, my birthday brother, from the All-Blind Fantasy League and the Frenemies League and also the Hockey League. And um, I guess everybody would be okay if I lost to him since he is Canadian. So good luck to Nick this week in the hockey. Uh, I am leading five to four, but he's killing me in a couple of categories, and it's close in the ones that I'm leading, so... I don't really expect much from this week, but it's a long season, like I've said, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, Just a brief update. I told you last week about Jane, and she had a co-op board interview, and she did get approved, so she will be moving into her new apartment in the Upper West Side of New York City next Friday. A week from today, I'm recording this on Friday the 16th, so Friday the 23rd. She'll be getting the keys. I guess she's not moving in until the 27th. So I'll be going up with her on Friday to help her drag some things from her apartment, her current apartment in the financial district to go from one end of the island to the next, to the upper west side. I'm a little fearful, like I said last week, that it is gridlock alert season. And every morning on the radio, I hear there's a gridlock alert every time I hear the traffic, which is every every 10 minutes on the ones if you listen to 1010 Winds. So I'm a little concerned that we will only be able to make one trip. So we're not even going to 
go uptown first to, to get the keys and then go back down. We're going to get everything downtown after we get off the train, drag it uptown in an Uber and do everything up there and hopefully have a look around her new neighborhood. Now, I did I did see something on the news last night that there may be a winter storm sometime next weekend and there was a better than average chance for a white Christmas in the Philadelphia area. I did not hear any kind of weather for next weekend or next Friday up in New York. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's not a it's not a marathon that we're up there and trudging through snow and whatnot. But obviously, I'll have something fun to talk about if we do. So I will probably be recording next week's episode a day early so I can have it edited and put out. And while I'm talking about that, I've been considering doing a video podcast, which basically means I would just shoot video. I know what you're saying. Who would want to look at me for that long? And why would I put video up when audio is all you really need? Because who wants to stare at me while I'm speaking into a microphone with headset on and seven layers of clothes here in Studio B? And I don't know. But I'm going to try it. After the first of the year, I'm going to give that a go. And I'll see how it goes. I'm just kind of curious on what kind of hours I get as far as watch hours and see how fast they could come because on the on the audio side if you go to youtube.com slash david benj you can listen to all the podcast episodes and i looked at the stats the other day and i have 28 hours of watch time <laughs> just to remind you each episode is between a half an hour and an hour so that gives you how few people listen on youtube i do want to get more into video in the upcoming year so we'll see how that goes I've got a meeting in January uh, with my BBVS counselor to go over my business plan. So I guess that means I better finish it, right? If I'm going to have a meeting with someone to show it to them, it should be done. And please let me know if <laughs> if you think, wow, I'd love to watch him on YouTube. Uh, I, I will probably send you a prize for that. <laughs> I mean, you got to watch the whole episode. If you start it, you got to watch through the end. You never know how it's going to end. The other question I have as far as the podcast on YouTube goes, my, my shows are very highly edited most of the time. So how does that work? Because I, editing audio is a little bit different from editing video, and I'm not 100% sure how good I could make it. And I guess that's why when you watch YouTube and you see the jumps when people's, uh, when they cut out the ums and the ahs and the coughs and the sneezes and the runny nose, sniffly nose, whatever... So uh, I'm just I'm just wondering about that, but we'll see how it goes. I do want to do it, and uh, I'm not sure what camera I will use because if I sit my camera on my computer is a little bit too high, uh, and if I stand, it's too low. So I'll figure it out. Believe me, I will. <laughs> Maybe to follow up. Also on last week, I have still been having all sorts of issues with my iPhone. And I was, and I'll get to this a little bit later, but I was with Simon last night at a Christmas party, and he had no trouble with his. So I'm wondering if it's just my phone. Obviously, there are issues with voiceover and some things going on. I've heard it from other people. Brian Fischler has had it on That Real Blind Tech Show about creating a new reminder sometimes. It says there's no reminders, and you're just trying to create one. Obviously, there's no reminder if you're trying to create one. So I know some of the some of the some of the problems are definitely not just on me, but some of them may be. 
and I wouldn't be surprised by it. You know, I've got a lot of quick hitters this week, and it would really be helpful if I had a little bit of music. And I found some music that I may introduce sometime in January to kind of separate the different stories, because I think it needs that, because sometimes I wonder if people think I'm still talking about the other thing that I just finished talking about. But here's something else that's kind of funny. And I know that if you you remember back into September and October, I was called for jury duty, and I didn't want to bail out of it. I wanted to do it. And I got to go in and didn't get called for the jury, but I got to go and be considered for the jury. I was in that pool that went in and the judge questioned us and then the attorneys questioned us individually. And I'll link in the show notes what episode that was because off the top of my head, I don't remember. But what I'm getting at is in the mail this week, I got a questionnaire for federal jury duty. And I got very excited, I have to tell you. I got, I was very excited. And Liz said, come on, we'll fill it out right now. I said, no, no, we won't fill it out. I will fill it out. And I asked her, and I probably even asked her too much, to have a look at the page and tell me where do I need to go and is there any other information I may need from that paper, which of course I couldn't read, that I might need to punch in. So she told me the URL and I came downstairs and I plugged it in on my computer. Liz then also, and I pulled up the page, Liz then also told me there was a 10-digit number. It was kind of weird, the numbers that I had to plug in, and I'm not going to read them out here, even though I still remember them, which is also very weird. That was the only help I got from Liz. And I then went through, within the next half hour, I went through, I came back to the computer because we were in the middle of doing something else. We were going through the mail, and, and then we had something else to do. But after we finished whatever it was we were doing, I came back down and I completed the questionnaire. The funniest thing is... The first question is, are you a U.S. citizen? Now, that's not really that funny in itself, but long ago, when Liz and I were probably only married a couple of years, she got in the mail something for jury duty. I kindly filled it out for her. When it asked if you're a U.S. citizen, I don't know if I hit the wrong box accidentally. I don't know if I was reading the wrong question. I don't know if I just wasn't thinking, but I checked no. (laughs) She was born in Media, which is in the heart of Delaware County, and she's lived in Delaware County her entire life, except for when she was at college at Ryder College slash university. It was college then, it's university now. So I always laugh when I see that question, are you a U.S. citizen? Because... It goes back to that day, back in the early 1990s, when I, <laughs> when I entered that incorrectly for Liz. So I completed the questionnaire, and I was so proud of myself because I did not use my eyes to complete it because my eyes were a little funny that day. I definitely would have answered some questions wrong if I tried to read the questions with my eyes. So I used voiceover, and I had never used voiceover on a form like this before, and I was curious to see if I could do it. And obviously, if I had trouble, Liz was one flight above me in the kitchen doing some work on her computer. And we'll get to her work in a minute. And I was able to, I was so, I was so happy I did it, and I didn't screw it up as far as I could tell. I answered all the questions. At the very end, it gives you all your answers and then a chance, one last chance to go back and edit it. And then you hit the submit button. And by hitting the submit button, I mean hitting the voiceover enter button, which is control option spacebar. So that's VO and spacebar in the voiceover 
lingo. So I did that and I was pretty excited that I was able to do it. Uh, I have been using voiceover more as I think I've told you my vision has been kind of weird lately. And I kind of have a feeling it has to do with the heat and my eyes being a little drier and stuff like that, along with all the other issues I have. I mean, and those issues, the, the heat and the dry eye is something that anybody can have, obviously. Uh, and I guess anybody could have <laughs> any of the other issues I have, but maybe not all at once as I have them. I did that. I went upstairs. I told her I got an email saying that I completed it. Thank you for completing it. And I, again, I was really happy. So let's see what happens. Maybe I'll get on a federal jury or at least a chance at it. And I look forward to that because it's a learning experience. And I watch all these shows that have courtroom stuff going on and wonder, is it true to form like that? And at least what I found from the one that I had in Delaware County Court, it seemed to go just as it does on TV, just minus the exciting parts. It was interesting just to be there and experience it in person. I mentioned Liz was doing some work. She was probably still looking for a job, and it's, it's, just, it's just troubling how many rejections she is getting. She got one today she didn't even remember applying for, and I had to remind her how I sat with her when we were doing it. She had applied for some position at Amtrak, and I thought that it was pretty much right up her alley. It was a customer service position. I don't remember what kind of pay it was. It wasn't great pay, but it wasn't terrible, and I'm sure it came with some perks of free train travel or something like that, and she got rejected. Uh, they're going in a different direction, as I, as I think the email said. And I just don't I just don't get it. She got something earlier in the week from some other place. Uh, now, she is set to have a conversation with someone from it was a credit card company that's based out near where my mom and dad lived in Glen Mills. Um, I don't I don't remember the name. But again, she's qualified for it. She's qualified for all these positions. I don't know if it's a resume that's funny. Uh, she's certainly not getting the interviews, so it's, it can't be the interview. It's not that she's not doing well in the interview because she, I, I think she's only talked to one company as far as interviewing goes. All the others have been applications or resume submissions via Indeed or one of the other the other job board. But she has been filling in from time to time at Walden, and she she is still very happy that she left. It's not the greatest, but at least at least it's not she's not stuck there every day. As I said, I'm recording this on Friday the 16th, and this past weekend we had our monthly Keystone Chapter meeting at the Penn Museum. The neat thing about this one was, after the abbreviated meeting, we had the chapter Christmas party. Sometimes they call it the holiday party, but it's a Christmas party. If it were for Hanukkah, we wouldn't be having it. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It's always fun just to get together even at the party, but it's, it's very hectic for me. And I'm always running around the museum. Sometimes people come in through the front and I have to help guide them through. And there's this one section of the museum that is always... I'm always fearful of walking through it. First of all, there's old stuff that's probably really expensive that I don't want to run into and break. And there's cases, display cases, with a lot of stuff in them that I don't want to break. And I also don't want to get hurt, but mainly I don't want to break anything. Because I was told when I was little, if I break it, I bought it, my parents would tell me. Uh, I don't ever remember breaking and buying something. I'm sure I broke stuff, but I don't ever remember paying for it. Maybe my folks did. Maybe they said, don't worry about it. I don't, I don't remember any of it. Going to help folks get from the front of the museum or 
more times now going to the train station, which is not too far. It's just across a parking lot and then a street. And the whole issue with me as far as going to get folks from the train station is the street. I think it's called Convention Avenue. And it runs behind the Penn Museum and it runs towards where the old Philadelphia Civic Center used to be. And again, I think it's called Convention Avenue or Convention Boulevard. It ends at Franklin Field at the one end. But there's this traffic light that where people can pull in and pull out of the parking garage. But because it's not very heavily traveled on the weekend, on Saturday, and there's not a whole lot of cars, I guess the cars coming out of the parking garage trigger it. So it's rarely green for me to cross and I can't tell I can't see the light and the tr- the street itself doesn't have a lot of traffic so it's not like I can tell if it's green or it's red again when I cross the street I have to wait and listen for traffic so sometimes I might wait through a cycle or two just to hear the traffic pattern but there's no cycle with this even if I hit the button to change the light if there are no cars Stopped. How do I know if it's green or red? How do I know if something's not coming uh, 100 feet, 100 yards down either side of the street? Obviously, I can try and listen, but a lot of the hybrids and the electric cars today don't make much sound, and I, I don't know that I would hear them. So it's always, I, I always get a little nervous there. And as I said last week and previous weeks, I'm, I've always been nervous to cross streets, even when my vision was a lot better than it is now. But I had to go back and forth. I, I probably went back and forth to the train station during the meeting, uh, both at the beginning and, and at the end when people were going back, probably five or six times. So I did get my steps in that day, and that part was cool. But it, again, always made me nervous to cross the street. When there were cars there and I knew the light was red and I could cross, not an issue. It's those times when there's nothing coming on either side, nobody pulling out of the garage. <laughs> and almost, the, I know one time, it was one time it was a crapshoot. I, I didn't hear anything. And obviously I didn't see anything. Not that I would see something if it were more than 20 feet down the street. So I, I took a chance and I went. And I hope not to end up like a hood ornament. One of the other things we had to do because we were having the holiday party, and, and this is kind of funny, uh, we had ordered pizza for our holiday party. And I went up to, I helped someone find the cafe because they wanted to get some coffee. And while they were at the cafe, I was going to go help Harriet and Lisa carry the pizzas. There were six of them. And some two liter bottles of soda from the front. And again, they were at the front where you have to go through that crazy, that one crazy gallery where there's stuff everywhere. And it's not an easy grid. There's you kind of have to walk on an angle, a couple of different spots. And there's one section where they have these signs. And I don't know, I don't remember what the signs say. They're very, basically a, an eight and a half by 11 inch sign on top of a very skinny pole on a very small stand that comes up five feet, four feet. But Nine times out of 10, I do not see it even when I'm right on it. I've knocked it over at least once and run into it, I can't tell you how many times. So I usually try to stay to one side of the gallery or the other because these are in the middle near this seating area. 
And because I was following Harriet and Lisa, I was worried. I was worried. And, and they went through the middle. And I said, oh, you guys are going through the middle. I can't go that way because I'm going to hit that sign holder. And I went around a different way because I did not want to, um, A, hit those signs or maybe catch when they, they have some benches there. And uh, I know I've run into them with my shin on one occasion because of the pace that I was walking at and the way uh, the cane hadn't come all the way or maybe the cane was already heading back to go in front of the other foot. So I'd clipped the corner of it with my shin and that didn't feel good. It didn't hurt like when I hit the wall back in Pittsburgh, but it still didn't feel good. (laughs) Harriet was communicating with the driver and the driver said, yes, I'm at 3220 South Street and the museum is 3260. And so I told Harriet and Lisa to stay in the building, and I walked to the front. It was a fairly cool day, and I walked past the fountain. There's a fountain in front and some seating outside and then some stairs and then another set of stairs where you can get down to South Street. Both sets of stairs, only a few stairs. I want to say it's four or five in one section and only a couple in another section. So I'm standing there on the sidewalk in front of the museum, and... Harriet was telling the guy that I was out there and was on the phone with him and said, there's a, there's a guy out there waiting for you. Just look for his white cane. And then Harriet tells me, he says to her, oh, yeah, I see the old man over there. <laughs> so I don't know if my beard is getting grayer, which I think it is, because when I shave, I see less of it in the sink, which is white. So I just thought that was funny because... I always say to Liz how old we are, and and that guy confirmed it. So the next couple of stories that I have are kind of related. As I mentioned earlier, Simon and I went to the Philadelphia Meetup for the Blind Christmas party that was on Thursday night, and that's why I did not record this episode on Thursday night. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, We saw some people that we haven't seen in a while, we, I haven't personally done too many meetups in the last year. I've done some things with Trish, who is the leader, the head of that, and Catherine, who is part of also part of Philly Touch Tours with Trish. But I haven't done many meetups, and I don't know. There were a couple that I was busy for. Um, I can't even remember the last time I did a Philly meetup, but I, I like to get together with the people because, again, most of them are not folks in the NFB. Of course, Simon is in the NFB and in the Keystone chapter. But got to see a person named Juliet was there who used to be in Keystone chapter and who I I mentioned back um, over the summer. She works at the IRS, so she came into the blind bodega and we got to talk and catch up there. And so it was good to catch up with her again there. And and I'll... (laughs) And I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But we had sandwiches and there were salads and cookies and all sorts of stuff. Liz had made these candied pecans that everybody seemed to like. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to get together. Now, it was a horrible rainy day in this area yesterday. And I didn't want Liz to drive in. She would have gone. But one of the things, and it's funny when... At the party, I was talking to Juliet, and a whole bunch of people were there that had guide dogs. And some of them took their collars off, so they would you could pet them and play with them, and all of them are very well behaved. <laughs> and it always makes me think of Ziggy. Now, Ziggy is getting better. Again, he just turned two in November, so 
He's got a few years before he gets it, right? He is getting better, though. So we were talking, and Juliet was petting one of the dogs, and she said, it really changes your life. And I said, yeah, we got a golden retriever in January of 2021, and if we didn't have that dog, Liz would be here tonight with me. We don't like to leave them. And she was saying, yeah, I don't. I would feel bad if I went to work and nobody's home with this dog for eight hours at a time. That would be terrible. And that's the exact reason why Liz didn't go. Not because she had something else to do. Not because she doesn't like anybody else there. She didn't go because we hate to leave Ziggy for that long. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Jane's going to be moving. And on the 27th of December, Liz and I are driving up to New York. So Ziggy's going to be hanging out in his cage for six or seven hours, which we hate to do. Jacob's working that day. We may have someone come and let him out. There's somebody I went to high school with. I, I think I had mentioned her before. I'll put the link in the show notes to her business. And maybe we'll have her come and let him out and play with him for a little bit just to let him stretch his legs and whatnot. So talking about that with Juliet, it just everything, and I said exactly why we don't go anywhere anymore, why we are home most of the time. Other than the party last night, I don't know if I'd been out of the house with Liz at any time this week. I think the last time I was out, I was at the Keystone party. Liz drove me in for that because I had some things to carry. Liz made these delicious gingerbread latte cookies. If I can find the recipe online, I'll link to it. I don't know if she has the link because Liz is a printer and we have binders and binders and binders of recipes. I would bet there's more than 10,000 recipes in this house. Not from cookbooks, from binders. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe we'll have her on one day to explain herself. <laughs> While I'm at the party, my mobile goes off. And I pull it out of my pocket, and I put it up to my ear, and I hear that it's Brian Fischler calling me. And I put the phone down, and I think about answering it. And as I put my phone down, I'm looking down at it and the table next to it. And the table is round, just like the table in Pittsburgh. And for a second, I had PTSD <laughs> about that day in Pittsburgh last month. It was almost exactly a month. It was the 10th of November that I, my mobile was ringing. I got up to go outside to answer it. And it also happened to be Brian at, at that same time. But I didn't know that it was him at that time. But as I was getting the phone out, I you know, bumped into the wall, bumped my head, went to the hospital. And just anybody keeping score at home, we got one bill already. It was for the ambulance. It was $1,300. They're resubmitting it to insurance. Let's see what happens now. Because the only thing they took from me at the hospital that day was my name, my birth date, and my social security number. They didn't ask for any ID. They didn't ask for anything, just those items. And the weird thing was the bill went to our house in media, which we haven't lived at for seven years. So I put off answering the call, and I kind of chuckled when I did because I... I figured it couldn't be too important, but it was probably something funny. And it actually was something really, really cool. I'm going to play for you now the voicemail that Brian left for me, and it'll explain a couple of things in a minute. Here's Brian and his voicemail. Okay, two things about your message. One, there's way too much time between you ending speaking and the beep. Two, you're way too excited on your voicemail message to be hearing from people, but I thought it was funny. It cracked me up. Anyway, you're famous. Hey, I don't know if you saw or you knew, 
The Audio Description Awards Gala gave Larry Goldberg a Lifetime Achievement Award, and they play You and Me, um, no Nick, just You and Me from the All Blind Documentary League. I'll send you the link. It's about seven minutes and 30 seconds into it um, where they play the clip. They actually beat me to say the word ass, which cracked me up. But um, actually, if you go a little further, and you can see Carl's introduction, so I'll send you the link and everything. Uh, dude, damn, there's it and everything. Delete this message immediately. This message is not approved for your podcast. <laughs> okay, if you want, you can play all that. That's kind of funny. Later. Now, he did follow up the voicemail with an email and a link to the Audio Description Awards Gala, and you heard what he said there that... It's at around the seven-minute mark or seven-minute, 30-second mark where you hear a couple of familiar voices. What was really cool when I watched from the beginning, the person who is hosting the show or co-hosting the show, I guess I should say, Thomas Reed, we had on an episode of White Canes Connect, and I will link to that in the show notes. It's been a while since we had Thomas on, but Thomas has been helping Lisa learn voiceover. And I've been pushing Lisa to do it, and I know some other people were talking about it. Just about everybody we have on the show tells her, hey, you've got a great voice. It's a different voice. You should really do it. And I've told her that. She does have a good voice. She's just got to hone her skill of listening and then saying the lines. And it's not an easy thing to do. And hopefully she'll get it. I would love to do that. I don't, I don't know what I do with all my hours, but I, I just don't have any more time to put into that. And I've got a couple other things to talk about as far as that goes. But Thomas is the one. Thomas is helping her, and a few other folks are helping her. It was very cool to be in that awards gala, and it was unexpected. If you watch the video, which is linked in this, to the awards gala, you see a clip of the video. But if, you can always watch the whole documentary of the All Blind Fantasy League draft from last season by going to com slash football. And the funny thing is, I went and I was checking the stats, and com slash football is run through a plugin called Pretty Links. And what that is, when you set up that URL like that, you could then put any URL and send like I do for the Amazon one. I can't see you.com slash Amazon takes you to Amazon.com. Every episode that I do is set up that way. So this episode will be at I can't see you.com slash 210. That's actually not what the title of this episode is. And as I'm recording this, I don't have any idea what this title of this episode is going to be. As I listen to it, when I edit it, that's when I come up with the title. So those are all set up in pretty links, and then you could see the stats and how many people have gone to that URL. And that URL was second only to Amazon, the Amazon link. So com slash Amazon has more clicks than com slash football, but it's not by many. And I don't remember the exact stats, but it was well over a thousand had clicked on I can't see you or gone to I can't see you.com slash football. So again, I can't see you.com slash football to see the whole documentary, which if you watched the link to the awards gala and saw that clip, that's where that's from. The documentary is really not that long. And if you haven't seen it, it's only about four and a half minutes, but it's very cool. And Brian and I were actually talking about that today, how neat and how much has come from that 
And it's just, again, I, uh, he said, you're famous as you heard him saying that. And I, I said, the only reason I'm famous is because of you. And, uh, it's true. Now, one other thing Brian mentioned in the, his voicemail and his voicemail, just to be clear, he called my, my mobile number. He didn't call the 646-926-6350 number, which you can call to give me your questions, comments, show ideas, thoughts on the program or anything. Again, 646-926-6350. Don't worry. I will repeat it again. And it's also in the show notes. One thing that he said was my voicemail greeting <laughs> in my, on my mobile. He called me about a year, maybe two years ago and said, ooh, very low energy on your voicemail. So I changed it to the one that's currently on there. Again, not sure if it's my phone, not sure if it's a voiceover thing, not sure if it's an iOS thing. I can't change it. I cannot change it. It will not let me change it. And if you know how to change it, I mean, I know how to change it, but I cannot get it to work right. It will not do it. And so I've just left it. And the annoying thing is, like Brian had said, there's a long time between my stopping of speaking to the actual beep. And it all sucks because it, it really is. It's, it's obnoxious. And maybe I'll pull it. Maybe if, if I could figure out how to pull it off of there and play it, I will play it for you next week. I don't know how to pull it off of there. I really wish I could just create a voicemail using my system here. I could put a little music in the background like I did at the beginning with the Christmas music and the uh, I can't see you.com slash Amazon bit, but I can't figure out how to do that. And it would be cool if I could to just grab some audio somewhere and just throw it on my phone, bing, bang, boom. That would be very cool, but I haven't figured that out yet. So if you know how to do that, again, reach out. 646-926-6350. Please leave a brief step-by-step -step guide to how to do that. Or you can email me, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Aaron Spelker emailed me and I'm going to have him on an upcoming show. We're going to record sometime next week. Aaron does reviews of accessible video games and I should have him on. It'll be sometime next week, probably air the week after. And I guess it's not really airing. It will drop the week after. And I'm interested to talk to him because he does these long form reviews and I've got some some tips for him when we speak because, well, I'll get into it then with him and question his motives and where he's putting these reviews and he's missing out on some things, I think. So that is where you can reach out. Of course, you can also reach out on the socials, David Benj everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I don't have TikTok so it can't be banned from me. <laughs> and again, I hope to do more with video, so hopefully you'll be seeing some more either on my David Benj channel or the I Can't See You podcast channel. I'm not quite sure. I think it would be kind of weird to put the video up and also have the audio up on the same place, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what I figure out and if I could do it, and for God's sakes, who would want to look at me for <laughs> however long an episode is? So, that is why the voicemail message on my phone is the way it is. And hopefully I'll be able to change it soon because it is too much. And somebody, somebody told me how much they thought it was great. It is really, it's like the beginning of this show. Hi, this is David Goldstein and so forth like that. It's a little too much. It was better than the last one, which again was low energy, but it's still too much. <laughs> 
So, and that clip from Brian is not part of Just Listen. Just Listen will be more on the party that I was at with Simon last night and some other some other friends, uh, old and new. And I'll talk a little bit more about the party. I, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll wait for Just Listen. Lastly, before we get to Just Listen, I just want to mention episode 55 of White Canes Connect. We had a very great interview with Ascara and Carlos from Odd Man Out. Ascara Gilchrist is a blind actress who... As you're listening to this, there's maybe one or two shows left at the Bristol Riverside Theater. Odd Man Out is more of a an experience than a play. You get a it's everything's in pitch black. In fact, the company is called Pitch Black Immersive Experience, <laughs> and so basically, you're just hearing and you're. I don't know about feeling, but you can listen to the interview. And unfortunately, the audio, Lisa's audio was a little weird. She's been having some trouble. And Carlos had, we had some internet issues, I think, on Carlos's end. So some of his audio is not the best. Ascara came out great. And of course, I sounded tremendous. (laughs) Not really. But it is there. Episode 55. And that brings me to a conundrum that I had today when I was talking to Chris and Brian. We're going to be redoing the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania website. And I wondered, and we talked about it a little bit, the three of us, do we put the podcast on that website as opposed to whitecanesconnect.com? We could always use the whitecanesconnect.com to be a shortcut to get to that section of the NFB of PA website. And I think we might do that because at the rate that I'm going, I'm never going to have that website done. So we'll see how that goes. So again, check out episode 55. And if not, you can just pull it up so you can get more information on Odd Man Out. There's links to learn more about the show. There's links to buy tickets. And there's links to Ascara's Instagram and Pitch Black Experience uh, Instagram. So you can check them out. Again, it's episode 55 of White Canes Connect. All right, so here we have Just Listen. And in this week's Just Listen, I took some video last night of the holiday party, the Christmas party, for the Philadelphia Meetup for the Blind, which, again, was a lot of fun. It was very costly for Simon and I because our round-trip Uber was about $140. Now, you may be asking, where did you have this Philly Meetup for the Blind group? Was it in New York? No, it was in Philly. It was $57 going and $79 coming back. So I owe Simon some money because I paid on the way out and he paid on the way back. So I, <laughs> I, I owe the poor kid. He's probably working the streets right now, holding the paper cup in front of the supermarket. No, I don't think he's doing that. I think, I think his parents will at least feed him until I give him the money that I owe him. <laughs> so what Trish is explaining in this part of Just Listen, they, we did a white elephant, which is a lot of fun. And I, I, guess I, I guess I should mention the white elephant that we did at the Keystone chapter. There were only seven participants. I was one of them. Simon was one of them. The gift that I brought was Tito's Vodka. Our limit was up to, I don't remember, I, I want to say 10 or $15.00. My gift was around 13 bucks. It, was, it wasn't a huge bottle of Tito's vodka. 
Liz suggested that I bring it. I thought it would be something good that if there were a bunch of people there, there's a few folks in the chapter who like to drink. And I thought this would be a great one, help people start stealing. And so there there wasn't much stealing at the Keystone one. There was a couple. In fact, <laughs> I stole Simon's Amazon.com gift card, $25. Sorry, Simon. I did feel bad for it for a while. Just like last night, I stole $20 from Juliet, and I told her that I would feel bad about it for the rest of the night. But today, I'd feel okay about it, and it's true. I feel okay about it today. So here is Trish Maunder and a few other voices <laughs> as Trish is explaining the white elephant in the Philly Meetup for the Blind Christmas party in Just Listen. So we're just going to go over the rules again. Okay. Which is, whatever Juliet number you are, indicates the order in which you'll come, well, it definitely uh, signifies the order in which you'll come up. If you're number one, you're going to really, unfortunately, only really have the choice of one present. So you're going to come up and you choose one. But you have to go back to your seat, open it, and you have to share and tell everybody what it is. So then number two can come up, and number two can either steal from number one, or they go to a new present off the table and they open that. Then they have to share what they have. So that's it. So then when number three goes up, number three can either choose one or number two. And let's say they chose from number one, it leaves number one free to go up and get another present. So it's steal from number two. Yes. Or, and what happens in this crazy crowd is we steal, each thing can be stolen three times. Madness. Three what, what if you like what you got? Uh, don't, don't get a This white elephant was great because there were 17 participants. There was a lot of stealing going on. And what says Merry Christmas more than stealing from one of your friends? <laughs> the coolest thing about stealing the 20 bucks from Juliet was... The rule in the meetup group is a gift can only be stolen three times. So Ryan got the $20, Andy stole it from him, Juliet stole it from him, and then I took it from her. I was the third steal, and I kept the 20 bucks. So it covered my cost of the party, <laughs> because that's what everybody kicked in for the sandwiches and all the stuff. So it was, again, the party was a lot of fun. And I, lo I love the, the white elephant. Liz used to do it when she was at Walden. And not that I went to the Walden Christmas parties, but we had them at our house a couple of years. And they were always a lot of fun. And talk about folks that like to drink. They were a little crazy. <laughs> and again, it made the white elephant even that much more exciting. So that is all I have for you this week. For episode 210, I really do appreciate listening. As usual, if you want to reach out and connect with me, plenty of places to do so. 646-926-6350 is the phone number. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town if you do leave a message. You can give me questions, comments, show ideas, reviews of the show. Is it great? Does it suck? Let me know. I'll play it. For the most part, if, it's, if the audio quality is good, I'll play it. I won't bleep you out, but I will put the explicit tag on if I have to. <laughs> So don't hold back, please. Again, 646-926-6350. You can also email at podcast at gmail.com, podcast at gmail.com. I really would appreciate anybody reaching out if you've got questions, show ideas, whatever you got. 
please let me know. As I mentioned earlier, there's always social media at David Benj, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. You can also find the show on YouTube, as I mentioned earlier. That's at youtube.com slash David Bench. Show notes, I can't see you.com slash 210. I can't see you.com slash 210. Remember and listen carefully. I'll tell you a story in a second. I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I C A N T C U.com slash 210. Briefly before I go, we are in the NFB of Pennsylvania looking to have an email provider to do email marketing and build a list. I've reached out to a few companies. I've heard back from a few, still waiting on a couple others, probably going to go with MailChimp, but we almost didn't because the guy from MailChimp couldn't get a hold of me via email. I had given my email to Jake, who was on before Jason, and when I told Jake my email address which ends in at com. I spelled it out just like that. I said, it sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters. I-C-A-N-T-C-U. com. He wrote it out as I-C-A-N-T-S-E-E-Y-O-U.com. And of course, the email bounced back to Jason, and he couldn't get a hold of me. So again, com slash 210 for the show notes of this and that is all I've got I really do appreciate you listening this week be well stay safe and I will talk to you next week thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David please rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and don't forget to share the podcast with your friends